continuing here, Be'ezer Hashem, in the last of the seven differences between the Baal B'Tochen and the one who is not a Baal B'Teach. So we started with Ashvi, and here the Chavis gives us a, uh, a full court press in terms of the perspective of a Yid's life in this world. And uh, he's talking about people who really, both sides, the Balbitochen, the non-Balbitochen, are people who are Shemir Tehra Mitzvahs, people who want to do the right thing, but yet the Balbitochen puts it into the right perspective, has Bitochen for the right thing, and doesn't have Bitochen for the wrong thing. As we explained when the, we started Vashvi, is that the Balbitochen, first of all, doesn't get frazzled, doesn't get upset, is, is not, uh, doesn't uh, fall into a, a sadness or a depression when the things that he wanted, the things that he sought, don't come his way, when things are held back from him. And more so, he puts life into perspective that he knows that at any day, it could be his day, at any moment, it could be his time that uh, for him to leave the world. And like we explained, it's not a morbid thought, but it's just facing reality and using the time wisely. As the uh, Chazal that he quoted from the Gemara, Ben Sira says, he used to say, some people worry about what's going to be tomorrow, what's going to be in the future, what's going to be next year, and they worry about a world that's not there. So we continue along. What's the real worry about a Baal Beiteach? You know where his worry is? He's also worried, the Baal Oh, You know what he's worried about? He's worried maybe he has come up short in terms of his obligations to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what he's worried about. Maybe he's not living up to the expectations that Hashem has for him. And therefore, he always puts in the effort in order to pay back what he has to pay back. This is a concept, if you recall, from several prokum ago, that really we are all baal chayvois, baalei chayvois. We are real. We are people in debt. We're in great debt to pay back Hashem for all the goodness that He has bestowed upon us. And it's always an uphill battle. We'll never pay back Hakadosh Baruch Hu to the extent that we have to, but. To say, therefore, throw up one's hand and say, well, I won't even try. Of course, that's not correct. So we put in the effort that we can. Even here, he says, Umishtadel. He puts in the effort that he can to be able to pay back the debt that he has to Hashem. Namely, to do Hashem's Ratzin. Keep the mitzvahs. Keep the Torah. Stay away from Averis. B'nirei Both things are out in the open. Uvenistari things hidden. Hidden means not only chavisevorim things he has to do externally, but uvenistari things that are in his mind. With a lot of mitzvahs that are b'machshava, the mitzvah of emuna, the mitzvah of the perspective of how Kashbohu runs this world. Getting upset at what's happening is really throwing mud in Hashem's face. Chas v'shalom. It's it's uh, not appreciating appreciating what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing and how he runs the world. Yeah? You want to get upset at the, the politicians? Okay, so scream at the at the, uh, at the news that you're watching that you don't like what this politician says. 
But to to complain about things is really, in effect, complaining about the way Hashem is running the world. So therefore, the Balbitang Berei Uven even things that are in his mind. He's always cognizant. He's always thinking about his day of death. It may came the, the, the day, the day soon will come of his gathering up onto his people. As the Pesach tells us many times, the person is gathered up and goes along with those that are not among the living. And the Baal Bitochen, again, he has so much Bitochen that Hashem decides everything and he's not in control. That leads him, that fear, that trepidation that he may leave this world in a moment before he has a chance to fix the thing that's, things that he's fixing, add things that need to be added on. He's always nervous about that and therefore he always adds more effort, more alacrity to prepare the necessary provisions for the next world, for his afterlife. And he doesn't get too caught up with things in this world. Again, we're talking about a lofty level, and certainly we can't be dealing with a level where a person is going to be thrown into a a tizzy is going to be thrown into a, a depression from thinking about this and say, I'll never be able to do it. You know, who knows? Maybe a person will say, if I'm going to die tomorrow, I don't have everything fixed. I don't have all of my uh, virus taken care of. I didn't do tshuva. Forget about it. It's not possible. Certainly that's not the attitude that Chavis of Ovis wants us to have. It has to be done with a measure. It has to be done with a plan, slowly but surely. No different than the person who has a tremendous debt uh, with the bank. And he knows the banks, that there's only a certain amount of time before they come knocking on the door, but the collection agencies or worse. And to say, ah, that's it, forget it. I can't do it anyway. It's, it's such an insurmountable number. I can't do it. No, that's the wrong perspective. If a person has that perspective, he'll never do anything. But he says, listen, I have a tremendous debt and I know one day the bank is going to come and collect let me start with a plan. I'll start a little bit. I'll start sending them head checks. I'll start giving them a, a weekly uh, swipe with my credit card. Start paying it back. Slowly but surely. Then at least the bank sees the person's trying. <laughs> at the rate he's going, he may have to live a lot longer than we assume he will to pay it, to pay it down. But at least he's trying. At least there's an effort. Now we can make some sort of plan with him. And that's the way... Who looks at it also. If a person just throws up and says, that's it, I surrender, I can't do it anyway, Hashem doesn't, doesn't take well to that. But if the person has a plan, he's going to start slowly but surely, always with that cognizant idea in his mind. Like the Chazal tells us, as the Chavis brings the Gemara in Shabbos, whom the Mishnah tells us in Mesech the Zavis, Shuv told us Talmidim, he says, my, my Talmidim, do tshuva one day before you die. So they said, Rebbe, we don't know when we're going to die. So, you're right, do tshuva today, because maybe you will die tomorrow. Therefore, all your days will be with tshuva. Interesting. 
Mashkiach Zolkazun Zain. He once pointed out about this Chazal in a different time. Why didn't Rabbi Yezza say, do tshuva today because maybe you'll die today? So he says, even the Baal Bitochen can't be expected to think that at any moment he's going to die. Right here and the now, the person is alive. That's too much to ask a person. Tomorrow already, tomorrow is unknown. Tomorrow is not here. Tomorrow is after I wake up in the morning. Who knows what's going to be tomorrow? But that's the Baal Bitochen's perspective. Who knows what's going to be tomorrow? Shuv today, do tshuva today. Maybe you'll die tomorrow. Like the Pesach says, At all times, a person's clothing should be clean. As Rabbi Yon explains, clean clothing means that he's free and clean from sin. The Chazal bring a lot of times the marshal of tshuva, the process of tshuva, to washing sully clothing, washing clothing that have dirt on them. That's the process of tshuva. But then there's another part of that Pesach. At all times, your clothing should be clean. They should be pristine. Make sure there's no dirt on them. That you have to wash them. Wash away the schmutz, do tshuva on averis that were committed. But then, the says, make sure there's no oil missing from your head. What is that referring to? That Rabbi Nienia says is, there's also some mitzvahs that you may have to put into your basket. You haven't done an Avera. No, that you've done tshuva for. You haven't, you're not doing Averas. You don't have any Averas on your account or those you've taken care of already. But there's also, a person can have in the marshal of a begot. He can have a very clean begot. He's cleaned all the dirt off. Beautiful. But you know, when you send a, a shirt or a suit or a dress to the cleaners, they clean it. They make sure all the stains are taken out. But if there's a button or two missing, they don't add it on. They don't put that on. And the buttons on the suit, on the jacket, that's a marshal to the mitzvahs. In other words, the person could do tshuva and all his averis, and he's clean from that. But there's also certain mitzvahs that he has been shirking his responsibilities on. There's certain mitzvahs that he has to take on to his account, perfect even better. And those, those are like, the Shemen al Rishko, that's like oil on the head, like it says, Toiv Shem Mishemen Toiv, a good name. You get a good name not only from staying away from Averis, but from doing the mitzvahs that we're supposed to. So it's both, one has to keep an eye on the Averis that he has to do tshuva from, and on the mitzvahs that are lacking to make sure that's done as well. All this in the perspective of the Baal Bitochen. And now the Chavis ends. What about? The other guy. What's the other side of the coin? Without the end of Perechamishi. But the one who doesn't have Bitochen. First of all, he gets saddened. He mourns over the terrible things that happen in the world. This, this world, as Rabbeinu Tam coined the phrase, Ha'olam Nevehatlois. Rabbeinu Tam, one of the great Rishayim, used to say, Ha'olam Nevehatlois. This world is a world of hardships. That's what it is. If you look at the world, look how many tragedies there are in the world. Look how much sadness, look how much sad news there is in the world throughout history. That's the way it is. This is Ha'olam 
This is not Ganeidin. This is not where other Mauritians started. It's not Ganeidin. This is Elamazeh. This world is a world of hardships. And if a person doesn't have that perspective to know that there's going to be a lot of hardships and a lot of sadness in the world, then he's not going to survive in the right way. But the Chazanish once wrote to somebody, for someone who knows the MS, he can never have a sad day in his life. He only will know true happiness. And this is the Chazanish who said the Chazanish was a sickly person. He had a difficult life. He never was zeichet to children. He never married his own children. He did not have an easy life. But yet he said, for someone who knows the truth, he is always besimcha. He never has a sad day in his life. And this is said about a world that's full of hardships. But the person who doesn't have bitochen, he thinks he's in control of everything. He says he thinks he could fix it. And he could set his destiny. And he could do the things that it will turn out the way he wants it to. And he's always going to get sad again and again because he thinks he's in control and he's really not. So he gets upset when he hears all about the terrible things that are happening. The when things that he wants and he loves are held back from him. And the things that he seeks and desires are not there. He gets disappointed. More than that, he hoards away lots and lots. He says, I have to store up, I have to save up. As if, he is secure from changing, transforming from this world to the next. He's totally secure, totally confident that he's not changing worlds so easily. The fear of death has been removed from this person. The one who does not be talking, he's not afraid of death. As if his days will never end. And his life will never come to an end. He doesn't remember, doesn't think about his afterlife. He's always involved in this world. He doesn't think too much and get too involved in learning Torah that he has to. Preparing the suitcase for the next world. And his bitokhan, in the fact that he's going to have long life, is that's the cause for him to have so many desires. So it's, like we pointed out the other time, it's quite an irony where the person who is not a Baal bitokhan because he, he trusts in his own abilities in so many areas, Trust in his ability of being healthy. He trusts in his ability of accumulating wealth and storing it up and saving it and having it. That person thinks, I'm in control, so I'm very confident. But yet, the area of life which he knows he has no control over, person has no control of how long he's going to live. He sees the world. He sees history. He sees people don't, don't have a choice if they want to live longer, that's not the way it works. And yet that somehow he's able to deny the fact. Somehow he's able to fool himself and say something that is totally not his control of how long he's going to live. He's able to deny that and think he's going to live forever. And because he thinks he's going to live and not think about death and not think about there's going to be a time when he won't be here anymore. 
that leads him to just indulge more. That's That's why he shortchanges and does little about putting away for the for the afterlife. It's an amazing psychological switch that turns on and off within a person. Because if a person would really think, well, look how much tragedy is happening in the world and Chas Shalom, I don't want to get sick with this, with this virus. If a person would really truly think that that could be at his door at any time, so then why is he then accumulating all of this wealth? Why is he amassing all of this wealth? And you'll tell him, what do you, well, I need to save it up and I have to... What do you mean? If you're really worried about that this world is very short, life is short, so then use it for good things. Learn more Torah. If you really think that you're worried about it, why are you not doing more mitzvahs? Why is your davening not better? It must be that, no, 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 that idea, that thought he pushes out of his mind. He's not worried about that. He's in control of everything. But how long a person will live? <laughs> Ask him, are you in control of that? Honestly, he can't say he's in control of that. But I'm not worried about that. I trust Hashem for that. The things we're supposed to trust Hashem, everything is in Hashem's hand. The one thing is not in Hashem's hand, He leaves it up to us, is Yerushamayim. Yerushamayim encompasses all mitzvahs, all Torahs included in Yerushamayim. So this is the idea. Let's just finish. It's late, Rabbi. Say, let's just finish two more lines at the end of the parak. And when the Rebuker rebukes this person, and they try to instruct him, they say, How long are you going to forget and ignore your afterlife? The place where you're going to end up going. He'll say, I have to wait. I need enough for my sustenance. What's going to be enough? For my entire life, all of those that are with me, my wife, my children, my grandchildren, as far as he could think into the future. Then he says, then I'll stop worrying about this world. Then I'm going to start working on what I have to then I'll start worrying about the next life. And that's what the Mishnah tells us in Mesech Eshne. Don't say when I have time, then I'm going to learn. So my Rebbe used to say, doesn't mean, doesn't mean necessarily, Oy, you may not have the time to do it. You may not, you may not have that. It means that's the attitude of the person. The person who says, no, right now I can't worry about that. That will always be his attitude. His whole life will be that way. He'll be 90 years old and they'll say, no, how about now? No, no, not yet, not yet. When I, well, still I have time then, when I get to, then I'm going to start thinking about it. That person will never think about it that way. I go to Nakra Beisai.